It's the Chronicles of Aguna, and we are live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Good morning and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon, and we are with you live bright and early on this Wednesday morning, the day the Premier League fixtures have been announced. And we're going to be talking through uh, some of the significant dates in Arsenal's calendar. And we'll also be talking about what this means for Mikel Arteta, who goes into this season, make no mistake about it, goes into the 2021-22 season under pressure. There's no question about it. Off the back of a really disappointing campaign last time out. And of course, the fact that Arsenal only managed an eighth place finish the season before that. So Mikel Arteta needs to improve Arsenal in the Premier League. And we're going to be looking at the first six fixtures he faces and, uh, and what that might mean for him. If you're wondering where our Euro 2020 daily show is, um, we are an Arsenal channel, so big, significant Arsenal news obviously takes precedent, and that's why this morning's show is with regards to the Premier League fixtures. But do not fear, we're going to be bringing you a Euro 2020 show live tonight. That's live on Wednesday night at 10.15pm, where I'll be joined by a couple of guests to round up the action from today. And of course, look back at some of the significant points from yesterday as well. So that is coming up. We'll also be bringing you a transfer update show this afternoon. So three bits of content coming your way today. If you're listening via the audio, the Euro show is going to drop for you first thing tomorrow morning. Uh, big hello to everybody watching us in the live chat. Hope you're all well. Uh, good to see you. I'm not the only one up bright and early. I've been up for a while, actually, but I always have to get up early to kind of get all the sneezing, get all the hay fever crap out of the way so that I'm in a position where I can actually semi-talk uh, through a podcast. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's crack on without further ado. And of course, Arsenal's first Premier League fixture of the 2021-22 campaign is a trip to the Brentford Community Stadium, where we'll take on the newly promoted Brentford, managed, of course, by Thomas Frank. That's a pretty decent first game, you know, and, and you know, yes, it's going to be a difficult one because you're going to go to Brentford and we expect that they're going to be supporters in the stadium and there's going to be a, a cracking atmosphere there. It's the first time, um, you know, Brentford have been in the big time. It's the first time they've been in the Premier League. And um, yeah, you know, the place is going to be absolutely buzzing and they're not going to be easy opponents. They play really good football. Uh, Brentford, I really like them. I've liked them for a while, uh, kind of followed their progress quite closely last season after I was sent to uh, to the old Griffin Park, actually, to cover uh, a couple of games, which I really enjoyed doing. And so they're a club that I actually quite like. I won't like them on, on August 14th, though, um, or whenever that game takes place. Obviously, it's, it's due to take place on the weekend of Saturday, August 14th. But bear in mind, there could be some changes with regards to the TV allocations that see us either play on the Sunday or whatever. Um, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah, Brentford away is at first up. And then 
we have a couple of really difficult games back-to-back. We take on both the Champions League winners, Chelsea, at home on the weekend of August the 21st, followed by Manchester City, the Champions League runners-up and Premier League champions on the weekend of August 28th. So it's Chelsea at home, Manchester City away. And then following on from that, we've got a game against Burnley at Turf Moor, um, as well as a, uh, a a home game against Norwich City. Uh, those games, if you look at the times they've been put in for and the dates, they don't quite make sense. So we can try and make sense of the order. But the Arsenal website here, and I don't know if this is right, has got Burnley on Friday, September the 10th and Norwich on Saturday, September 11th. That must be a mistake, uh, but I'm sure that will be rectified. And then we've got Tottenham at home on the weekend of September 25th. So it's a really tricky, tough games. Uh, really tricky start, sorry, with tough games. You know, we go away to Brentford, who will be absolutely buzzing to be in the Premier League. But then we take on three of the traditional big six in our first six fixtures. Now, why is this significant? Because Mikel Arteta, as I said, right at the top of the programme, without any doubt, goes into this season under a lot of pressure. And people are going to be scrutinising his every move from the very, very start. And and rightly so. You know, I defended Mikel Arteta a lot through the last season. I think there were circumstances that prevented him being able to kind of do, you know, as good a job as we would have liked, as he would have liked. But, you know, what I would say now is when you look at those fixtures, you've got to temper your expectations for the opening few games. Now, people are going to jump on this and they're going to say that I'm making excuses for him. They're going to say that I am, um, you know, I'm already planning uh, my defence of Mikel Arteta after Arsenal inevitably uh, pick up very few points in the opening games. But all I am saying is measuring ourselves against two sides in Chelsea and Manchester City in particular in those first three games, who are so superior to us, who have so much more finance than us, who have so much more resource than us, will not give us a clear indication of whether Arsenal have improved or how much Arsenal have improved over the course of the summer under Mikel Arteta. So I just want us to be a little bit realistic. There we go. We got it already. There we go. Archangel Harry getting his excuses in early. It's not an excuse. Um, it's, It's not me making excuses. It's whether we had Pep Guardiola in charge, this Arsenal squad doesn't compete with Manchester City and Chelsea. It, you know, it just doesn't happen. It's just not good enough. We don't have the resource. We don't have the squad. We don't have the quality. And, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that you can, you know, you should go into those games beaten or you should go into those games without wanting to win them. Of course you should. And of course you should try and win them. All I'm saying is let's not have after six Premier League games calls for Mikel Arteta's head. You know, if you're talking about getting battered at home by Chelsea 3-4-0 and then you go and get hammered at the Etihad, that's different. You know, that is different. And and you can look at that and you can say, well, this is embarrassing. And not only is it embarrassing, you take into consideration the previous, which was an eighth place finish and an eighth place finish before that. Um, and, And then you could potentially make that decision, make that decision that Mikel is not the right man. But I don't think the club are going to do that. And I don't think it's helpful then for us to be in the stadium, giving Mikel Arteta a really hard time um, after games that, you know, we don't really have a right to be winning. Brentford, you know, 
they're a newly promoted side. I don't care if they're a newly promoted side. I don't care how enthusiastic, how excited they're going to be. I expect three points from Arsenal against Brentford. And I expect three points in the games against Burnley and the games against Norwich City. Because if Arsenal want to qualify for the Champions League, which is going to be the goal next season, then we absolutely have to be taking points from those sides. I want to see improvement in the performances. I want to see improvement in, you know, our sort of creative department. I want to see Arsenal make more chances. I want to see Arsenal carry more of a goal threat. I think defensively, we did improve. That was the one thing that you could look at last season and say, well, still wasn't perfect, but it was better than it had been in previous years. So on that basis, you know, I do have expectations. I expect Arsenal to take from that first six games, I think 10 points um, would be okay. I want 12, um, an average of two per game, but 10 points would be passable in my opinion. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with that. And, and I'll tell you how I've worked that out. Of you know, looking at it, if you're talking about 10 points, I'm talking about three from Brentford. I'm talking about three from Burnley, three from Norwich City and say one from Spurs. If we got beaten by Chelsea and Manchester City, you won't see my me losing my shit as long as Arsenal compete. Um, you know, 12 is what I'd like. But if we got anything between 10 and 12, I think you'd have to just take that on the chin and move forward. You know, we're not trying to get above Chelsea and Manchester City as, you know, Yes, we always want to be at the top, but that's not realistic. We're looking to sneak into the top four next season. And so you've got to be um, fair when when sort of looking at what you expect Arsenal to take. And also, it is, you know, I know it's a result business and a lot of people always say that, you know, football is a results game and nothing else. And it is to a degree. But I think in order to judge genuinely whether Arsenal have moved forward, then I think you've got to... Um, you know, you've got to you've got to look deeper than that. You've got to look at the performances. You've got to look at the style of play. You've got to look at why we lost the game necessarily. And, and there's a lot of things that you need to factor in when judging if or how much Arsenal have improved. So that's my kind of target for the opening games. Um, anything between 10 to 12 points, as I say, I'll be content with is probably the right word. Anything more will be a, a bonus. But listen, it's... um. It's not the the ideal start for Mikel Arteta. It's not the start he would have wanted because he knows that going into the season, um, you know, things were going to be difficult for him and he knows that he's going to be under pressure. I know a couple of you making the point in the chat that there's no Europe next season um, and so Arsenal should be stronger. Yeah, in theory, um, you know, that is that is right, I guess. But, you know, it's, it doesn't always work out like that. But then you move on to kind of late October and you've got a trip to the King Power Stadium, um, then a trip to Anfield with Watford at home sandwiched in between. Then you've got Newcastle United before taking on Manchester United and Everton away in back-to-back -back games. So it's actually a really difficult start to the campaign for Arsenal in general. Um, but, you know, had Mikel Arteta perform better previously had his team perform better then he'd have a lot more leeway going into this start of this season so let's see how it goes um you know let's see how it goes and um and uh, yeah we move on from there but uh looking forward to getting kind of concrete dates on those games and times and stuff and we'll share those with you as soon as we do and looking forward to getting back to the Emirates Stadium hopefully all being well uh, but those are Arsenal's first six Premier League fixtures 
of the season. So just a quick recap of those. We kick off our Premier League 2021-22 campaign with a trip to with a trip to newly promoted Brentford. We take on Chelsea at home in our second game before a trip to Manchester City. Then we travel, uh, sorry, then Norwich travel to the Emirates Stadium before we go to Turf Moor to face Burnley. And our sixth fixture is that North London derby at home against Spurs. Uh, Matt G says, I hear you, Harry, but I think if we lose to Man City and Chelsea, even if it's unfair, the majority of fans will want him gone. Yeah, I agree with you, Matt. I think some people are really kind of gunning for Mikel Arteta already. And I understand to a degree why. Um, You know, I'm not sitting here saying that that's a ridiculous opinion to have. It's not my opinion, but I don't, you know, I don't disrespect that opinion because I think when you look at what Arsenal have done in recent seasons, it's impossible to. Um, It's impossible to be satisfied. And so you can understand why people want to change your management. But yeah, let's see uh, how it goes. Uh, Guys, Get you If you've got any questions, chuck them in the chat. We'll just do a few more minutes on this one. Uh, don't forget, we're going to be back with a longer show this afternoon where we're going to be talking uh, about some of our transfer targets. We'll be touching on the James Madison rumours, which I know a lot of people have been getting excited about on social media. Um, I don't think that one's going to happen, but I'll tell you why um, in a little bit more detail during that show. Uh, let's go back over to the live comments. What are you guys uh, saying here? Uh, Smart Cookie says, why would we lose to Chelsea? Didn't Super Arteta beat Chelsea twice this past season? I think the win at Stamford Bridge was uh, at a time where Chelsea had other priorities and were focusing on the Champions League. I'm not taking anything away from that, but I think Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea are a very different outfit. And I think I expect Chelsea to strengthen further that, you know, they're the European champions. You expect them to strengthen further over the course of the summer. And I think there'll be a tougher nut to crack next time around. Um, Michael says Arteta will have a lot of new players to play as well as a play. Sorry, Arteta will have a lot of new players to play and as a team. So to play well as a team, sorry, immediately is going to be tough. I'm all over the place this morning. Um, Inter says this was the excuse for him this season, to be fair, that he'll have a full week on the training pitch. Absolutely pathetic. So Inter having none of it. Uh, Junior Gunner says, I don't believe that fans have unrealistic expectations of results and competing. It's frustration built on falling down the table. The lack of Champions League football and rivals going ahead of us. Yeah, it's a fair point. Um, It's a fair point. But there will be people who go, you know, if we do lose to Chelsea and City, which is not unthinkable, which is not, you know, going to come as a surprise to anybody. Uh, you you will get those people who are kind of gunning for him there and then. And, and and I don't think that's necessarily fair. I don't think a three game period. So Brentford, Chelsea City is enough to judge whether Arsenal have improved. I said previously that you're probably looking at about 10 games to get a real understanding. Some people will say that's too long and it's too late. And we're going to give Mikel Arteta that time only to find ourselves behind again and needing to play catch up. But I think you know, if they are going to back him this summer, which from all the suggestions that we're hearing and reading, it looks like they might. I'm still taking it with a pinch of salt because it's KSE and it's Arsenal. But if they do back Mikel Arteta, then to back him and then sack him after six games would be stupid. You know, that would be bad business. That would be poor management of the football club. So either you sack him now and you back someone else or you back him and give him the time to actually... Um, you know, improve the side. So, yeah, I, I don't see him being sacked regardless of what happens in those opening six games, but I know for sure 
there will be a lot of players out there calling for his head. Uh, let's move forward um, in the chat box. Uh, Matt G says, why were France allowed to have seven and Golo Kante's on the pitch last night? He was incredible, wasn't he? Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit more about the Euros um, tonight on our live show, 10.15 p.m. UK time. That'll be out in podcast format uh, first thing on Thursday morning. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And we'll be, of course, touching on France's win over Germany. Uh, Selgeir says, uh, would the Euro involvement have significant impact on Chelsea and Man City players at the beginning of the season? Possibly. But if there are two squads in the Premier League that are capable of rotating in order to limit uh, that impact, then those are the two. So um, whatever the case, I think we're still going to face very strong Chelsea and very strong Manchester City um, sides. Uh, what else have we got? Let me pick out a couple more bits and pieces. Uh, Inter says, are you genuinely looking forward to the season? I've lost all interest, if I'm honest. The great thing about football, Inter, is there's always next season. And, you know, yes, one season can end in, in bitter disappointment. But I think that, you know, as a fan, you should anyway go into... I know it's difficult when the circumstances aren't great. But for me, I know as a fan, the little kid in me always gets excited by a new season, regardless of what state I think Arsenal are in. Because I don't start seasons thinking Arsenal are going to be crap, if that makes sense. I start seasons with optimism. Often that optimism wanes. And in recent years, it's waned much earlier than it has done in years gone by. But there's always next season in football and there's always a chance you'll improve. And so we should take that optimism into the new campaign, of course. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, let me pick out one more from uh, Alakazam Magic. He says, if Arteta doesn't get back, I, I find it hard to blame him when all other teams are improving. Yeah, this is massive. And, you know, you need to set your bar uh, for Mikel Arteta once we can look at the transfer window. Or, you know, I know the transfer window ends sort of after the season's kicked off. But I think that's when you can look at it and go, well, you know, he has had the backing or he hasn't had the backing and then use that to, to kind of come to your decision on, on how you think Mikel Arteta has done so far. So it's, um you know, the transfer window is huge. Um, I keep saying we're going to have to get creative. I keep saying we're going to have to, um, you know, be smart in our business. You know, there have been reports emerging over the last sort of 28, 24 to 48 hours suggesting that maybe Arsenal have got a bigger transfer budget than people think. And I hope that's the case, but I'm not holding my breath because we've seen this before. We've seen all the talk before. They get everybody to renew their season tickets, release a couple of kits. Everybody gets gassed, buys this, buys that. Only to see the same thing unfold again. So let's see. Uh, big hello to Haris who says, hi, Harry. My only hope is to sign our players before the preseason. Last-minute signings in the transfer window will cost us once more. Yeah, in an ideal world, you get that business done early. Um, you know, you do. But it's not always an ideal world. And, you know, sometimes it, it takes time and sometimes the, the negotiations don't progress at the speed that you want them to. So um, let's, uh, you know, in an ideal world, as I say, you, you get those signings done. But it, it doesn't always work like that, unfortunately. And it, it's, it's not just in Arsenal's hands. It's in... The, the selling club's hands, it's in the player's hands and it becomes quite messy at times. Sam says we've got to take points off the top teams this season to get ahead of them for the top four. We have no other way of qualifying for CL football. 
Mehedi says uh, we need to focus on a CDM central attacking midfielder and a right back, but we are linked to a 50 million pound centre back. Are you kidding? Uh, love from Bangladesh. Yeah, and a lot of people um, were surprised at the links with Ben White, but you know, reports over the last 24 hours suggest that Ben White is a priority for Arsenal Football Club this summer, which I find strange. But look, if if we can go and spend that on Ben White, then maybe the transfer budget is bigger than we thought. Um, you know, Mikel Arteta clearly uh, would feel that we need another centre-back if he's to go and do that. And, you know, what does that mean for William Saliba? Only time will tell. Uh, but let's see. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Guna Legend says, come on, Harry, just pretend you expect us to make signings uh, to perk us up a bit. OK, let's let's go with the positivity uh, in our upcoming shows. Right. I'm going to leave it there. Uh, just a short stream this morning. Thank you to all of you who tuned in live. Don't forget to hit that like button if you haven't done so already. It really, really does help. Let me just quickly have a look where we're at in terms of likes right now. I can see across the multiple platforms, there's over 100 of you watching. We've only got 23 likes. So let's try and get that up to 50 uh, right away. And just to summarize, Arsenal's first six fixtures of the Premier League campaign, Brentford away, Chelsea at home, Manchester City away, Norwich at home, Burnley away and Spurs at home. So a tough start for Mikel Arteta. The pressure was going to be on anyway from the very start, but things have just ramped up a notch with the announcement of those difficult games that Arsenal will face in the early weeks of the upcoming campaign. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. We're trying to get to 14,000 here on YouTube. If you are an audio listener, then we'd love you uh, to uh, leave us a review as well. Those really, really help push us up the rankings. I cannot tell you how much, so please uh, leave us a review if you haven't done so already. And with a comment, preferably, uh, it really does help. And I'll catch you all this afternoon with our transfer update show. Until then, take care. Ciao. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.